Hey guys, and welcome to episode 252 of Built on Passion. I'm your host, Matt Delabono, and today we have on Lava Linens co-founder, Mary Swanson. Lava Linens makes linen travel towels designed to be a much more environmentally friendly option than microfiber towels or just some of the other synthetic options out there. Lava Linens is a family business run by Mary, her sister Caitlin Dickman, and their mother Sheila Bannigan that was started when Mary decided to take a hard left turn with her career and found herself on a trip of a lifetime. While putting together her gear list, she wanted a towel she could easily travel with and still provide more comfort than your typical synthetic towel. After a ton of research, Mary and Sheila didn't just stumble upon linen as being the best option. They also unearthed the fact that linen is in many ways a wildly more sustainable fabric than microfiber or synthetic materials, all while still performing just as well. It wasn't too long into her backpacking excursion when Mary realized she couldn't be the only one looking for a non-synthetic option, so she promptly called up her mother and sister and began rolling the snowball that is now lava linens. Although they're just getting started with linen travel towels, their mission is way bigger than that. They want to create more sustainable options for travel and outdoor enthusiasts and people who engage with the outdoors. Travel towels are just the beginning. One thing in particular that kind of blew my mind is how quickly they really picked this up and ran with it. And even more so, there's not many other linen options out there. They're kind of pioneering this. A towel isn't something you really think much of until you realize that it's something that you need with most activities and most things in life. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy got it right. It really is one of the most important things that you could possibly have. They aren't really just making solid travel towels. What they're doing is they're creating more sustainable options for people who are looking for something functional, but really have to settle for products made with synthetic materials. The big push is towards sustainable products, and that's very clearly the grander mission for Lava Linens. The towels are just the start. They do have a lot of plans beyond that. In this episode of Built on Passion, Mary Swanson shares how Lava Linens got its start and what sent her down the rabbit hole of sustainable manufacturing, and how Lava Linens is helping to steer outdoors and travel enthusiasts away from petroleum-based products containing microplastics. There are a lot of surprisingly enlightening tidbits in this episode. Break out the notepads, people. With that, I give you Mary Swanson, co-founder of Lava Linens. Mary, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to talk with you. Yeah, likewise. Um, so to start off for the listener who's just tuned in, who are you? Who is Mary Swanson? Yeah, so I am the CEO and co-founder of Lava Linens. Um, I, my mom and sister and I, all our co-founders, we run the company. Um, and we are based in Boulder, Colorado, and we handcraft premium natural fiber adventure towels as a more sustainable and better performing alternative to microfiber towels. So um, really my background is in public health and global health. So not at all related to running an outdoor gear brand on, from the surface, which I think is so common among people in this space. Um, but my education and experience in public health over the past 11 or so years is actually uh, incredibly valuable as we work to build a company beyond just gear. So that's really why we're here. Travel towels are kind of our starting off point, um, but really our bigger aim is to promote responsible travel and environmental stewardship. And um, so natural fiber is, is our game and um, we're taking it from there. 
It's kind of a great jumping off point. I mean, I feel like a towel is something that is helpful really anywhere you go, especially for the the outdoors community, things like that. How did you decide to start Lava Linens? Yeah, so it was actually, um, it was more the need for just a towel other than microfiber. Um, and so really the idea came around um, 2014, 2015. And there were, so I'll give you kind of the long story. Um, but there are a lot of things that were happening in my life and I just really felt like I needed a break. Um, just, I was just getting really stressed and really anxious. Um, and I didn't really actually notice this, like these feelings and how I was, how my mood and everything were changing until someone had asked me um, how long I'd been taking pain medication for my migraines. <laughs> and I actually couldn't think of a time that I, the last time I hadn't taken something. So it was like, we're talking months of like every day. Uh, at least a mild migraine. Uh, and I just had done quite a bit of uh, little bits of traveling um, throughout my like very early adult life. And I, I decided that that's what I needed to do again. So I just, I had to find a way to get out for a little while. Um, and I didn't know how I was going to make it work financially or where I was going to go, um, but knew I, I had to. So I told my husband that um, I have to leave for a while and that he can join me if he wants. Or if he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to, <laughs> that, that I'm fine on my own. Um, but that, you know, and if, if traveling isn't something that he's going to enjoy for a while, or if he wants to focus on his career, that's fine. Stay home. Um, and I'll see you in six months or a year <laughs> was what, what the plan was. Um, and so he did end up coming around to the idea of like, yeah, I'll come with you. So we, we spent a good year to year and a half uh, planning and saving, and we were planning to travel for a full year. Uh, and of course, part of our planning was deciding what we were going to pack. And we opted for uh, the minimal route. And we were just going to take backpacks and, um, and go abroad. So we knew we wanted to be able to adventure in all kinds of different climates and seasons and do some bike packing and some through hiking and city travel. And so that really meant that everything that we put in that pack mattered. Um, it needed to be really versatile. We wanted it to hold up because you don't want something to break like in the middle of nowhere and then not be able to find, you know, a replacement that's going to work well. Um, and, it, and shortly before we decided to go on this trip, I had just thrown out my, a microfiber towel and I had vowed to myself to never buy another because I just, I didn't like using them. Um, they get stinky pretty quickly. So here we are then trying to figure out, you know, everything that we're going to put in our packs. And I said no to the microfiber. So I started just Googling um, alternatives, alternative travel towels. Um, to microfiber and nothing was coming up. So that's when I reached out to my mom who has a degree in textile design. And she and I started looking into various materials to figure out which one offered the best qualities for a travel towel. Um, and then that's also when I started to understand more about the environmental impacts of various towels or various fibers. So I, when I had vowed to not use a microfiber anymore, I had no idea that it was, you know, petroleum-based, plastic fibers um, that shed microfiber microplastics um, when used and washed. So in the end, you know, we came around to, we do not want any synthetic materials. We really want to go the natural route. And linen was the clear winner. It just happens to be the strongest plant fiber available. And the fibers are hollow, so they're excellent at wicking and absorbing liquid. And then the fibers are really good at drying quickly. And then the one other property that we think is just excellent is that it's naturally antimicrobial. So like cotton isn't 
microfiber isn't, it has to be treated with chemicals to be naturally antimicro or to be antimicrobial. So um, the antimicrobial property means that it, it doesn't stink. It doesn't harbor bacteria and provide an environment for it to grow. And that's where you get that like towel smell. So linen to us based on its performance qualities was like perfect. And then we started learning more about the environmental side of it too, recognizing that if it's grown in its optimal climate, where France, Belgium area, that doesn't need irrigation. The plants don't need pesticides. The plants are actually a carbon sink. So they take in more carbon than they emit. Just all kinds of really positive aspects also to the growing of it. And, and so that's, that's where we went was, okay, let's try out some linen. And so we went to the fabric store, made a couple for the trip. Um, and I think it was like three or four weeks in, I was in the Atacama Desert in Argentina and um, called my mom and then brought my sister Caitlin on board too and said, hey, we've got to make these because they are just incredible. And we know so many people that just do not like their microfiber towels. Um, so we've got, to, we've got to be able to offer these to other people out there who, who like to adventure like we do. Um, so that was the start of it. We talked about it. Um, so that was on the trip in 2016. A lot of time went into um, finding just the right material, finding the right mill. And then we launched as a company in 2018. Wow. Okay. What a journey. I, I have many questions. For, for starters, I... I know what you mean about the the microfiber towel. I can't get past the feeling. It kind of feels like you're using paper, really absorbent paper, but I kind of get that. Do you know how linen kind of has like a weird, sometimes coarse texture to it? Typically, the the linen that Americans have become familiar with is lower quality, um, potentially has been treated with chemicals to keep it from wrinkling. And so that can create like kind of that stiff feeling. Um, and if there are shorter fibers, it can be itchy. There's a very big difference between the low quality linen and high quality linen in like the hand feel and the softness. And then the other thing is that linen is designed really to become better and better with age. So the more you use it, uh, the softer it gets, the more supple it gets. Okay. This is, this is more serendipitous than I thought it would be. I have a personal linen question because I just got new sheets for the first time in like 10 years, really overdue. I know that's kind of gross, but I ended up getting linen sheets. Many people warned me, is it something I should stick out? Or if I'm not feeling it out of the box, should I just send them back? That is hard to answer. And I, so some questions that I have would be, what is the level of quality? what kind of dye treatments were used um, and other kind of finishing treatments and then the weight of the material. And that, so I'd need to know all of that and then to actually feel it too, to have an idea of like, how is this going to behave over time? But my, my initial thought is to stick it out. <laughs> wow. All right. Bold. If, I mean, so, so if it's like really itchy and uncomfortable, don't. And that probably says that it's a lower quality material and it's not going to age really well. But if it's more, maybe just a slightly coarser texture than you're looking for, then I'd say stick it out, wash it, use it, um, use them, and they should soften up and get pretty nice over time. All right, I'll stick it out. I, I know that it needs to be, uh, linen needs to be washed a particular way or at least dried, right? It's actually not very particular. Um, it's best to use cold water and low heat. 
If you really want to soften it up, you can use warmer water and warmer heat in the dryer. But the idea, I mean, that's part of one of the things that's great about linen is the even the energy that goes into the washing and drying is pretty minimal because of the cold water, low heat or or just air drying. But I will tell you, so even somebody who is experienced with linen, I, a couple of years ago, purchased a duvet cover and I was really not sure about it. And I wanted to send it back. I finally decided not to. And as of now, I'm very happy with it. But it took a while and I could have ordered a higher quality one and I probably would have been happier sooner. I can tell you that. But, um, but this one is very nice now. It did take a while. So, so ideally, I mean, and to turn it like our towels <laughs> are not that way. And that was one of the things like when we were choosing what mill to work with is we did not want that like kind of more crumply or less pleasant feel initially. And so even people who, who really know textiles, we've been just interviewing some cut and sew manufacturers to begin working with them. And when they receive the linen, their response is, oh, wow, I've never seen felt something that is this weight and is this soft. So this mill that we work with, they're really incredible. They've been around for about 200 years um, and they've got it figured out. I mean, also, yeah, we should should get en- enough of my bed sheets. I'm I'm a jerk and got <laughs> my bed sheets because I just like the way they look anyway. But that's mm-hmm. all all anecdotal uh, aside. I think in terms of how you kind of landed, it, it's cool that like it didn't take long after you got your the first iteration of that. You were like, oh no, we should do this. This is great. But it's cool how like your journey to find a better towel ended up being like, oh, we can make this so much more sustainably okay. To produce. I mean, I'm sure there's there's a give and take, but when you called up uh, your sister and mom and said, "Hey, let's do this thing. Let's make it happen," was it the the quality that kind of pushed you over the edge, or that realization of, "Oh no, there's a lot of terrible options out there. We should really open this up." Was there like a, a, a something that weighed a little bit more? Well, I can I can actually tell you that that the linen that we made this prototype towels with was not the best. It was just like what you find at the fabric store. And I was happy with that. But we knew um, that if if we're going to start a company, we're going to be we're going to be the best we can be. And so our our material is going to be premium. Um, and it's going to be, you know, grown in its natural climate where there's no irrigation needed, no pesticides needed. We're going to work with a mill that um, really knows what they're doing, produces really good textiles. And um, also abides by all kinds of, you know, um, ethical labor laws. So we wanted, we just felt like if we're, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it for real. Um, so we ended up with, I, really, our towel is, yeah, much higher quality, better performing than what we took on the trip. Um, and I will add, there was a, a little bit of a social enterprise aspect to this company, too. So around that time that I was traveling, I became aware that my mom, who has a chronic progressive disease, was choosing between paying her rent, buying food, and paying for her medications each month. I did not know that she was in as dire a situation as she was. So we also recognized that starting this company was really an opportunity for her to to help, you know, develop a sense of purpose again and generate some income. Um, and so that's really what pushed us forward. You know, we had this idea, um, everyone has ideas, but then to be able to impact her life, you know, in, in a much 
in a really important way was was what made us go, yep, we're doing this for real. The the spark that started the fire or the the yeah. lava. Right. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to shoehorn so many lava and fire puns into this. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I know it's gonna be terrible. Um <laughs> that's that's kind of incredible how something so pointed, personal, and specific can kind of push you in a direction that opens you up to doing this thing. I mean, in your research, you know the benefits of um, linen that you kind of stumbled upon when you're researching with your mom in terms of what cotton as a crop can actually do for the environment um, versus like what you're choosing as an alternative versus synthetics. It's kind of interesting. It's cool how and one act of benevolence kind of leads to another and turns into this kind of enterprising thing. That is my favorite thing to explore um, whenever I talk about like just various brands is just the, the why behind it and how that develops. I have to jump in. So you did mention cotton. Yeah. So I, I don't, I'm not sure if many people recognize that linen is actually made from fibers from the flax plant. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you're referring to linen as being cotton. Yeah. It's a very common thought, <laughs> especially in the U.S. So linen has been around since like between 6,000 and 3,000 BC. The Babylonians actually started the linen trade. And it, linen is, is spun flax fiber. So it's, it's the fiber within the stalks of the plant. We opt for linen over cotton for a number of reasons. One, um, because linen, so flax, does not require any pesticides. Cotton requires 30% more water to grow than linen. And we know that as a world, we are experiencing all kinds of water shortages. Um, So I feel like that's a really responsible option. And then the other is that Cotton is not antimicrobial. So that's why you, you, and you can end up with stinky bath towels because they do create those environments where bacteria is really able to, uh, to grow. Yes. <laughs> that's, I didn't, <laughs> I'm assuming there are cotton-based linens or does it, is that like a double negative? So there's the general term linens and that general term um, encompasses textiles as a, you know, just as a general term. Linen, the uh, the singular term, is specific to flax fibers. So if so, you will see, um, and it's required. Any tags on products will, if they're made of cotton, they will say 100% cotton. If they're made of flax fibers, they will say 100% linen. Wow. All right. That's so weird that they don't say 100%. I guess that's like a it's for marketing purposes, or I guess um historic it's just yeah so and it it started you know way way back 6000 to 3000 bc that um the name for flax woven flax fibers is linen and then just over time we've kind of confused those terms especially as americans so i'm so glad this came up because that is always our biggest question is well linen isn't that just cotton no not at all <laughs> very different good that's <laughs> That's why we're here. I that's that's kind of interesting that it was the jumping off point for lava linens was I guess seemingly so quick. Was it something that you started while you were abroad or put into motion? Like what what was the step after you said, "Hey, we're doing this. 
there's no reason not to. Was it searching for that manufacturer? What kind of came next? So we did start planning this then. It started that phone call in the Atacama Desert of, you know, we're going to make this happen. And then we had multiple phone mm-hmm. calls throughout the rest of the time that I was traveling. The first steps that we took were defining our values and our ethos. And because we're a mother-daughter team, um, we knew that it was really important to clarify what our roles are, (laughs) how we behave as um, fellow staff as compared to sister and mom. Um, So we really spent a lot of time just defining who our company is, where we are going to go, how we are going to set standards so that to make sure that we aren't sacrificing in ways that we're not comfortable sacrificing. And then when I came home, that was when we started looking into various mills that produced linen um, and sought a number of samples. And that actually took probably about six months to find just the right mill. So, cause there are plenty of um, linen towels on the market for home use. Those are, Uh, lighter weight than what we use. They're not quite as durable. They don't soak up as much water. Um, And so we knew we didn't want to use that. We wanted to make sure that our towels truly are designed for the outdoors. So it it took some time, found this great mill. Um, They make a a really nicely weighted material for outdoor towel use, really durable. And then we do some other things too, like the hemp loops that we add, we reinforce those um, and we offer lifetime repairs, because we just want people to get out there, use them hard. Um, it's hard to, it, I mean, I challenge you to, to rip them. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Uh, but we'll Challenge accepted. So, yep. But we'll, we'll repair them <laughs> if you do. Um, so, so then it was, yep, finding the right material. And then because of my mom's skill set and knowledge within the textile industry, she's actually the, the one that has been making them. And we are just now transitioning to wow. a cut and sew company. Um, a really great, great one in the U.S. that abides by some really good living wages, which is even better than fair wages. Which is a crazy concept that those are are not the same things. It is, and that we've learned so much through this process. Um, and yes, that's all I've got for you. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know why everything isn't just living wages. <laughs> So that's a priority for us. And we only work with mills and um, other partners that can offer that. And, and understand that then our products are going to cost more because there's more that goes into the production. But for us, that's worth it. And in the end, when we're developing something that's meant to last many, many, many years. I mean, it seems like when you go for quality, it's always kind of balances it out. I mean, people know that they're going to pay more for something that they're going to have for a longer period of time. It also helps that linen is a fabric that's kind of known to get better over time. And I mean, for that matter, another thing that I I was kind of thinking, I don't know how true this is, but I don't think there's really any linen specific travel towel that exists. So it's kind of lava linens is the first of its kind. At least in the U.S., and there there is one company that seems to offer them on and off a very different weave, much lighter weight, um, but then isn't nearly as absorbent. Uh, abroad, they ha- there's one. So ultimately, 
our company, you know, like I said, we're starting with a, a travel towel, but we're really aiming to be the leader in sustainable, vegan, natural fiber outdoor gear, specifically non-wearable gear. Because we just feel like it is far past due <laughs> that we start looking back into nature and that figuring out what nature has to offer when designing our outdoor gear. And it is because of the damage that synthetic gear can cause to the environment. So there, there is all kinds of opportunity here. We're really excited. Um, some really neat fibers becoming more common throughout the world and, and we're finding ways to turn a lot of these fibers into really awesome materials. So stay tuned because we, um, we have some other ideas too. But really, yeah, our focus is, I mean, it's much bigger than a towel. Um, and it's even much bigger than outdoor gear in that we really want to be a company that's doing a lot to promote responsible travel and environmental, environmental stewardship too. It's kind of cool that you found so easily a differentiator where it's just like, oh, like this doesn't exist and it's easy. It, it's great that you have a lot of opportunity to branch off of there. You know, it's, it's easy to find a white labeled towel company and just like start it and make cool prints. So really doing something different, it's, you know, kind of exciting. It, it must be like really refreshing to be like, oh, wait, no, there's a lot of like, just you wait, we'll like figure out the towels for now. And then we'll like take it to six different directions. Next stop bed sheets for Matt. So you figured out manufacturer, you figured out your why you, you guys are a certified climate neutral company and you work with one tree planted. Mm -hmm. What was kind of the steps in getting involved with those things, getting that certification, finding, you know, other organizations to work with? Yeah. So it was later, um, climate neutral. We've been, we were first certified for the year 2019 and then we're just certified again for the year 2020, which that it looks back. So you receive certification for the previous year once you measure, reduce, and then offset all of your carbon emissions that you produced that year. So Climate Neutral is actually a very new company. Um, and so we joined in right as soon as we could, but we were already an existing company. And it was clear that our values really closely aligned with them. What they are able to offer us that we aren't able to do ourselves is the measuring of our um, emissions because that is very complicated. And then also the opportunity to offset those emissions. There is an insane amount of vetting that is necessary to go to identify effective ethical offsetting options. And we opted for climate neutral over some other similar organizations because of the vetting that they do. So really awesome. Um, organization to work with. We also opted for One Tree Planted over other organizations because of their practices related to planting trees. And so we approach, you know, our responsibility within kind of that environmental or climate. It's got to be a, all kinds of different things that we do. Not a single thing is, is the answer. And so with planting trees, it's the same. It's the idea that it's not the one and only answer, but it is something that we as a small company can can do to make a difference. Um, but they, but even, you know, within one tree planted or with these, with these tree planting organizations, there's a lot of vetting that goes into those as well. There are some that um, have been known to change native landscapes because they just pick a spot and they throw some trees in <laughs> and it's incredibly harmful. 
um, or others are, do, are planting either non-natives or inappropriate species for the locations. Um, so make sure to look into those and <laughs> as you are um, looking for yep, small companies or companies to support um, and what organizations they're working with. So One Tree Planted does a really good job of identifying um, those locations where trees are appropriate, forests are appropriate, and then identifying the the right trees for those locations. It's such an interesting thing because it's not something that you would think of. You think, oh, one tree planted, that's great. But I mean, if you're planting an invasive species on um, sacred land for native communities, it's kind of like, oh, well, you might as well just be chopping them down because that, that's, that's um, yeah. I guess it's super interesting and kind of a reminder to be careful of what you're supporting. Yeah, well, and you have to make sure that you're planting those tr trees that are going to survive and that are going to provide the appropriate habitat for native species of plant of animals too. Yeah, a lot goes into that, um, but it's it's also just easy to to <laughs> just put a tree someplace and and feel so. <laughs> there's always a little bit of caution um, when we are yep looking for organizations to support, and I think part of this awareness. I have just because of my background in public health and global health and very aware of past activities, especially us white people and stepping into communities and deciding we know the answers and just um, pushing them onto others without understanding anything about culture, environment, and all of that. Is there any organizations that you had your eye on that you would want to work with that you think is really doing um, incredible things? There, I have ideas of organizations that I would really like to work with in the future. At this point, we know that they are out of our reach, um, either because of cost. Um, and so because we know that they're a little bit cost prohibitive right now, I have not fully looked into um, what they're up to. So we have ideas of, of, of organizations that definitely we'd like to look into and potentially become a part of in the future. Um, but there's more work involved on our end to, to make sure of that. And I think too, that's really important um, and sometimes overlooked in that there are, and, and this goes with certifications for products as well. So something like Blue Sign, um, so as consumers, I feel like there are a lot of, there are a lot more certifications and easier ways to identify companies doing things well, um, but also recognize that there is usually a cost associated with certifications. And, um, and so not every brand can, can hold certain certifications until you reach a certain level. I, I think one thing that I think is uh, really interesting is because you have this new fabric that you're trying to, I guess, make more commonplace as an option for tra uh, travel towels. Have you felt like you had to do more education to get people to understand where you're coming from? It really varies. So there are some people that approach us and go, oh my God, linen. I love linen. This is fantastic. And they walk away happy. Um, and it's just based on their past experiences or whether they're in the textile industry. Um, but then there is a whole, there is a very large group of 
outdoor enthusiasts who have very little knowledge about linen or assume that it is cotton or just like assume that it's this general term. Yep. (laughs) And so, (laughs) yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. I think one of the simplest ways to think about linen actually is the way I describe it is it linen is hemp's more refined, older sibling. So linen and hemp are extremely similar textiles. They're actually very similar plants as well. So carbon sink plants, um, the fibers are bast fibers, which means they come from within the stalk of the plant. Um, both plants don't need much water. They don't need pesticides. We use linen because um, linen has been around for centuries and um, the mills are very good at what they do, whereas hemp is still a pretty new textile. So it's just not nearly as accessible. Um, and there aren't that as many options for the, the weave variations and the weight of the material. But, but if you like hemp, um, linen is absolutely a good option. Plus, even from a nutritional standpoint, I mean, I know hemp, um, hemp seeds and flax seeds, obviously, for forever have been like, oh, super super healthy, but I guess they do provide similar nutritional benefits, which is even, uh, is, is the seed, I guess the seed isn't really used in the actual fabric manufacturing. So you're getting more out of the plant. Yeah, it depends. Oftentimes the, they're two different, uh, species of lint. That makes sense. Yeah, of flax. Yep. Yeah. Well, either way, can't have it all, I guess. Mm-hmm. But there are, so I know that the mill, um, or so the mill that we work with, they grow their own flax and Mm -hmm. then they do find ways to use all of the plant. Um, not all of it goes into textiles, but there are a variety of other uses. Yep. So it, it really, it's a great plant to work with. Is there anything that you do to specifically educate? Like, so again, like, um, a, a linen travel towel to me is a, and I guess kind of a new concept. I mean, a towel is a towel, um, but it's, you know, the material that makes it, how do you connect the dots there? Is there, is there anything, I mean, I'd imagine something like a podcast would be really insightful and fun. Um, but is there anything that you're trying, any kind of projects you're trying to push forward to make people understand, kind of expand the use of linen versus uh, synthetics? It's mostly through education. There are a lot of one-on-one conversations, like when we're out and about with our towels. Um, we're starting up an ambassador program, so that's going to be a really great opportunity to train ambassadors and then for them to help spread the word. And I think the other is that lin- linen is entering the mainstream again. And so there is more awareness. Um, A lot of this linen that is entering that I'm coming across is of higher quality. Um, So we are having a little bit better experience as Americans with linen than we've had in the past. (laughs) Man, that, I mean, that makes, Hey, I mean, I got, I got linen sheets. I feel like that in and of itself is like a, huh, that's not just a random thing anymore. What keeps you up at night? It could be inside the business, outside of it, but is there anything that I guess um, since you started Lava Linens has been really burning on your mind, whether it's to be more um, active in environmental action or connecting? What is currently um, the fire that you got burning inside you? What I get most excited about is the opportunity to move to more natural fibers, plant fibers specifically. 
there, there's huge opportunity in particular in the outdoor industry to move to natural fibers. And at the same time, we are watching some large outdoor companies go all in on synthetics. And so I get really excited and then I become quite disappointed. <laughs> Our role is to help move us into a more responsible type of adventuring. And let's drop the synthetics. It's just that they're petroleum-based. They produce all kinds of pollution during wear, during use in their short lifespans, and then they go into the landfill. Instead, you know, we look for those plants that don't require things like pesticides that just grow fast. We just see our role as helping us all move to be better and adventure more responsibly. From from my perspective and seeing kind of a broad spectrum of brands out there who are working with synthetic, synthetic materials, I think there is a bigger push and call for natural fabrics and materials from consumers. I mean, to be all in on plastics or petroleum-based materials, uh, consumers are starting to really put under scrutiny these companies. And they're, 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 it feels like there's this material renaissance going on. From where you're sitting with Lava Linens, you're kind of got a nice head start where people will get to, to towels and be like, you know what, maybe I can get something a little bit better. I mean, Lava Linens, you guys are really aware and have built in the environmental benefits of using linen versus synthetic um, materials. It seems like you're, you're you know, poised to, to catch people who are looking for that. What has been the hardest part about starting and, and growing and developing lava linens? My, the way my mind works, the way I like to operate is big picture, big plans, big ideas, and then finding a way to make them happen. So limitations are really frustrating to me. And just starting out as a small brand, there are so many limitations just because we only have so much time in a day. We, we only have so much staff. We only have so many dollars. And so a lot of effort goes into identifying what kinds of things can we do right now that will be the most impactful, set us up to be you know, as successful as we can be in spreading our message and hopefully changing some um, actions so that we can be better adventurers and more responsible humans. Yeah, I, that makes sense. I, that speaks to me on a very deep level, especially when it comes to, you know, you have this wonderful vision, this path, and you can see down the path, especially with, with you being in a pilot seat, you have this vision, you know how you started, you know why you started, and you can kind of read the writing on the wall of um, I mean, what we just talked about, like where linen can and will stand. You mentioned this earlier in you know our, our conversation that you have plans beyond just adventure towels, but it's a great starting point because there's just it, this doesn't exist in this space. It's just all synthetic without barely any options. The options out there aren't great or like they're like cotton. And like, that's something that someone is destined to throw away because it's going to get funky. So starting and perfecting and shaping this piece, what I'm trying to say is I get it and I can kind of see how you have to have the patience, I guess, to be able to stay where you are without, you know, running too, too far beyond. It's very challenging. I'm not naturally a patient person. <laughs> I like to move fast and do big things. And, um, but we want to make sure that we do this right. 
So, yep, it, it's making sure that everything that we do has a, a, a strong purpose and reason behind it. I bet your your journal or notebook or whatever, <laughs> I bet there is some stack of paper or something that's just riddled with like, okay, here are a bajillion ideas that event, like you can just draw and be like, okay, we're going with this now. Mm-hmm. When the time comes, you are ready to go. We hope so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is there is there anything like a next step or something that you're kind of working on or getting ready to work on that you're like super excited about? Yes. Um, so we are working on an ultralight material. Ooh. So our current towels, they are a heavier weight, like I had mentioned, um, because we want we didn't want them to be like the typical home towel. We wanted them to be more rugged, I mean like durable. Um, so the really nice thing about the towels that we're doing right now or that we're making right now. They're a really high-end material. And then the design is like is simple. So they have a really nice aesthetic. So you can certainly hang them in your house and then take them on the weekend. Or you can hang them, you know, in your glamping space. And they look great and they perform like a luxury textile. And then because they are so uh, durable and because they're so absorbent and dry quickly, they're excellent for like overlanding type activities or like super rugged adventures too. Um, so they kind of cross the bounds in that way, which is really exciting. What they don't meet is the needs of the ultralight travelers. And we knew that. Um, and so we are currently working on a linen towel that is blended with another fiber. Um, stay tuned and I will, (laughs) we'll, we'll share more about that in, uh, probably about a month or so, but the addition of this other plant-based fiber actually uh, greatly increases the absorbency for the weight of the material. So it will perform better than like your lightweight linen towels that you find in home stores. Um, And I think will be a a really nice product to be able to take along when weight truly does matter. For the ultralight crowd, it seems like most of their options end up being synthetic too. So to introduce someone who's into ultralight, uh, trekking, hiking, camping, whatever, but also is looking for that more eco-conscious option. Yeah. I guess you kind of opened that up there too. Mm -hmm. It's like a double, double whammy. Yep. And we know that so many ultralight travelers, they are quite eco-conscious and minimalist. And so, yeah, the, the products matter and the brands that make them matter. So we're hoping to really feed, meet a need there and get people excited. Yeah. And there's also, I, I feel like it goes hand in hand with the fact that people do seem to also be looking to support smaller businesses, right? Um, not even necessarily from the standpoint of completely taking down the Goliath of the industry, but just making sure that there's still options and choices and you know, getting something that's a little bit more per- personalized or not just a typical this thing. And it seems like what you're doing is you're really creating the option for people who are looking for exactly what you're making had not existed before you came to be. I think I said that in the most complicated way I possibly can, (laughs) but I stand by it. It all kind of comes back to that. um, I guess you introducing linens in a place where linens, linen fabric didn't already exist. Yep. And, and that's, that is why we started. So we, it was because I didn't like the options. Um, so we tested something different out and it was a linen towel and then um, knew we just 
have known so many other people that have also complained about the options out there and knew that this was something that could work for them. So there will probably, you know, be people who prefer the microfiber for whatever reason, but for those that have a different set of needs, we are out there for them. What advice would you give someone who wanted to start a business, whether it was to be more, um, I guess, environmentally mindful or even just to get started? I mean, it seems like you, you, you um, really hit the ground running with this as much as you could and you know, were able to, to pace really well. First, I would suggest to create a really strong foundation. So spend a lot of time thinking about what your values are, if and where you're willing to kind of negotiate in those values, Um, because the pressure is always there to do what is cheaper, what is easier, um, what has been done before. And if you don't have that clear vision in mind, Um, it could be really easy to kind of get lost in that space. I would also, I think right now is a really exciting time to start a company that is more environmentally focused, even larger, like that sustainability space, because that also includes ethical labor. There's so much more demand by consumers. So 2015, 2016, I, I wasn't feeling it. I also didn't spend as much time in that space as I do now. Um, And the, but the resources just weren't there. Like, they are there now too for smaller businesses or like examples of companies doing it well. That's easier to find now than it was a few years ago. So it's a great time, I think, probably the best it's been for, for a new company starting in this space, just based on the number of individuals that you can talk to who have been doing it in the past and the other kinds of resources out there. Yeah, I, I think people are being more mindful, more focused on looking for environmental products. I, I agree. I mean, it seems like they're, we're really headed in that direction where it's hard to not factor that into literally every purchase you make. Mary, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate you coming on. For anyone who wants to find out more about Lava Linens, where's the best place for them to head? Yeah, right now it's on our website. So shoplavalinens.com. And we have um, a lot more information about linen, just generally and kind of what we're up to as a company. Um, and then comments and, and thoughts from fellow adventurers about how they're using their towels and how they work for them. So please check it out. And I don't think I spoke nearly enough about my mom and sister who are also co-founders of the company. So Sheila Bannigan is my mom, co-founder and also chief product officer. So she's the one that designs and makes the towels. Um, and we really rely on her a lot for anything related to textiles. And then Caitlin Dickman is my sister, co-founder and chief creative officer. So when you go to our website, she's the one that has put all that together um, and does a really great job. So we're really happy to have her on board too. The family trifecta. Guys, check it out. Grab a towel. Mary, thanks again. Yeah, thank you. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Daddy Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.